0: Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the American Age Podcast. My name is C. Travis Webb, editor of the American Age, and I am speaking to you from Southern California. Hi, I'm Stephen G. Fullwood,
1: and I am the co-founder of the Nomadic Archivist Project, and I'm coming to you from a very sunny and lovely Harlem that started very early this morning in the 50s. Oh, nice.
0: That
2: sounds good. Uh, My name is Seth Rodney, no middle name, um, at least not (laughs) one that I'm going (laughs) to admit to on air. I am an editor at Hyperlogic, the arts blog, and on the part-time faculty at Parsons in the New School, New York. And it's really sunny today for me as well. It's just that it's kind of cold. It's like like the winter is still kind of lingering. It's not ready to exit Mm. stage right yet.
0: Mm. Um, So uh, I haven't been outside today. (laughs) 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 so so, uh, we're continuing our conversation uh, about uh, michael jackson and and all of the various tendrils that his life touched on Um, this is to remind our listeners that we practice uh, a form of what we like to call intellectual intimacy which is giving each other the space and time to figure out things out loud and together So we are continuing our conversation uh, this week uh, with Michael Jackson and the various tendrils that his life uh, reached into and affected. And one of the topics that we thought we might take a crack at very carefully because many sacred cows lay there. and, And I should say, and I mean no snark by that, right? I mean they're are probably very they're not probably there are very good I mean all my academic language jumps out, right? all my caveats all the time. so mm-hmm. there are very good reasons to have those sacred cows in this area. but we thought we might tentatively explore what do The people who have been victimized by Michael Jackson, who have been subject to his whims and his appetites, whether they be criminal or not. So we can kind of bracket that, right? I mean, this would really apply to any soup, you know, megastar, someone with that much social power. What do they get out of that proximity? What Mm. do they get out of that encounter? What's the pot of gold at the end of that trek through hell? So we thought we might poke at that a little bit. Uh, Stephen and Seth, either one of you want to venture there?
2: Well, I think the first thing that occurs to me is not to talk about Michael Jackson per se. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I want to talk about other people who have essentially come into an aura of celebrity because they've spent time with, been associated with other celebrities. And I think mm-hmm. now uh, people like Amber Rose and I think of people mm-hmm. like Kim Kardashian um, okay and maybe and maybe this conversation changes a bit because they are both women and they're both really attractive women and and part of their cachet is generated by their physical attributes okay mm-hmm. and it might be slightly different that's all I'm saying from from the Michael Jackson megastardom kind of um, scenario but mm-hmm. what i've what I'm thinking of now is if I remember this story correctly and I don't know that I do. But Amber Rose, I think rose to f- rose to fame. Um, that was unintentional. Rose to fame through her association with, I think, to start off with, some big ballers. Um, I think it was Amari Stoudemire, the basketball player. Who used to be, um, well, he used to be on the Knicks. He was on a lot of teams before that, a few teams before that, but whatever. So she got to know him, and I think they were involved. Sexually, and then she was involved with and I'm not going to get the order correct because I do not pay enough attention i well i don't i don't I hardly pay any attention to these kinds of stories, but I pick up some things um through osmosis. I think she was involved with Wiz Khalifa. I know she was involved because they've talked about it incessantly. she was involved in kanye West mm-hmm. there's and what has happened to her life subsequent to her involvement with these celebrities is that She's now, I think. Again, I'm. I I'm, my knowledge is spotty here, but I think she had a perfume out, or a clothing line, mm-hmm. or something like that, mm-hmm. lingerie line. Like she was mm-hmm. able to start essentially a sort of business. She was able to mm-hmm. become a sort of her own marketing business entity because mm-hmm. she leveraged her association with these other celebrities into a kind of stardom for herself so she's been in mm-hmm. you know uh, youtube videos she's been um on panels discussing women's uh, agency uh mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. has essentially created a career um and i think there's a there's a similar story that's that's gone on with kim kardashian after the sex tape with ray J was released
0: is mm-hmm. that ray J?
2: is that is that right it, it, yeah, that's randy's Ma- uh-huh. right. Yeah, yeah, um, um, brother. Yeah, right. That's it. Made her infamous, and then famous, and then she was friends with some someone else. I don't remember who. Or maybe it was um the
1: uh, heiress Paris, the Paris Hilton? Hilton. Paris Hilton. Right, mm-hmm. right. Right.
2: But she's leveraged that, right? Like she. I don't want to say that she's leveraged that into a relationship with Kanye West because I think having a rela- having a marriage with someone is is just a is just a, a thing that takes work. So, to quote Kanye, though. I'm not gonna say she's a gold digger, but you know she ain't with no broke nigga. Um, mm.
0: <laughs> she okay. has she has
2: worked whatever levers and pulleys of power, vis a vis stardom that she's been able to get a hold of. She has pulled and worked in such a way as to give herself essentially a social and financial another rung on the on the ladder. Like she's mm-hmm. she's ascended that social, socioeconomic ladder.
0: Vis-a-vis. Yeah, one of the, one, I was just going to say, one of the major, uh, just to add to what you're saying mm-hmm. quickly, one of the major news outlets uh, had a headline, is she the most savvy CEO in the United States or something like that? I mean, she's, she, uh, she knows what she's about. Yes, and she's, yes. She's, she's very good at, at it. Absolutely. <laughs> I,
2: I, absolutely. Making herself uh, the product to be marketed to thousands of mm-hmm. people. And in fact, Speaking of that, thank you for saying that, Travis, because you made me remember a conversation I had with someone. We were at actually Phil's house. Phil, um, remind me, Stephen, Phil, Phil
1: the librarian. Um, Phil Bond, B-O-N-D.
2: Thank you. Phil mm-hmm. Bond's house. This was years ago. It must have been like three or four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. Just hanging out, having uh, some snacks. Um, I think it was maybe somebody's birthday or a celebration of some sort. And Phil had a friend along. Was a woman who worked in marketing, I think. And mm-hmm. she, the way she talked about her business was she was very savvy about the ways people get manipulated through various mm. celebrity associated marketing schemes. And she said she was talking about some show. I guess the Kardashians at some point had like a show where it's like re- real time, real life with the Kardashians, like they're following them around mm. and watching them all mm. day long, something like that, mm. some reality show. Is that? Does this That's still
1: on the air. It's called Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Is that what oh, you're okay. referring to? Okay, okay, thank you, <laughs>
2: thank you. And and uh-huh. I am totally fine with looking like I have no idea what I'm talking about where reality TV is concerned because I I really don't.
0: Mm-hmm. But so Keeping
2: Up with the Kardashians, she said at one point, Kim Kardashian was on the sofa like working on the computer ostensibly, and she had on this fur stole,
0: mm-hmm. right uh-huh.
2: and She's like drinking something, and people are kind of i she was concerned of other people were concerned that she was gonna spill something on it, maybe she spilled something on it, whatever she's like this she said, and I'm gonna quote her, so please don't take this to be my words. She said this bitch had on a mink stole and was drinking calorine cream or whatever it was, and and she did it because she knew that people at home would want to do the same thing. They would want to be on their couch at whatever time of the afternoon, Mm -hmm. nothing else to do but just kind of like play online, wearing a mink stole. For what? Like there's no God, there's no earthly reason for you to have on a mink stole at home while you're like essentially working on the computer or or surfing Mm -hmm. online and Mm -hmm. and having a a smoothie or whatever it is. It's Mm -hmm. just, it's only done to make people envy your lifestyle. Right, mm.
0: uh-huh. and there's
2: a way in which that is consistently leveraged by people who come into touch with stardom. At least now, that one of the and so to answer your question, and this is a very long way around the bar, and you'll forgive me, people do it in order to actually gain social and cultural capital that they can then essentially transform, morph into. Actual economic capital. Two, mm-hmm. they do it in order to rise. It's 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 a mutually enforcing kind of um, dynamic. They use that association to rise in social status. Right? F- feedback is that? Yeah. Well, I think it's it's more a synergy. There we go. Right. It's synergistic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And three. They then turn around and having become these stars in their own right, use the same kinds of leverage to make people want the lifestyle that
0: they Mm -hmm. now have. Does that sound about right? I'm going to let Stephen jump in. I I think I probably disagree, uh, but I'm going to let Stephen jump in. Mm. So. Well, let me jump in. So <laughs> I have
1: <laughs> so, um, just a couple of footnotes <laughs> to what you're saying. Um, stuff about uh kim kardashian just a couple of notes so years ago i I read this piece called the real reason why everyone hates the kardashians Mm. and this is um this is from crack.com i'll send the um, link to you both later and but one of the things i thought was really interesting about is that they say hey you know starts off you know it's a jokey thing the kardashians are the worst huh am i right no i'm not right (laughs) in fact if you did agree with that i have some bad news you're the worst if you wonder why I say that, you can hear all about it, you know, in this one podcast, but it's excerpted here. And number five out of the of the um, five reasons is we scapegoat them for things we're guilty of.
0: right? Mm.
1: And so they talk about this moment where, you know, social media exploded and, and all of that. But the most probing one of the five comments, which I really, really like, is that we, we get Kim Kardashian and our Kardashians kind of wrong. But they end up being the scapegoats for all this other stuff. So, mm-hmm. so essentially, she may have made her money or gained notoriety from the Ray J sex tape, but mm-hmm. she was actually running businesses before that. Now, depending, okay. on, you know. You know, so it says something, Kim Kardashian started and ran various businesses, eBay stores, closet organizing, all this nonsense.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, here
1: I am saying the various things that there. Um, funded mostly by money she got from her father. Here's okay. the thing, though. Mm-hmm. He didn't mm-hmm. just give her the money. Mm-hmm. He actually gave her the money. He loaned her the money with interest. Mm-hmm. And that he was able to give her a leg up in the world. Like he has some, she has something before this Ray J thing, before this Paris Hilton thing. Now, right, right. going to Travis's question about, you know, what do people gain from it? Of course, people have been gaining from other people's social capital forever, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I wanted to get back to, and I know Travis will probably circle back to it, is, is this idea, um, what, tre- what constitutes abuse? And what constitute this dream of being able to get to the thing mm-hmm. without the abuse, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I will talk about Michael Jackson. I will say I wonder about what those kids are doing today. Mm-hmm. Like, Makoki Culkin didn't really benefit from Michael, an association from Michael Jackson. He had his mm-hmm. own fame. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. Emmanuel Lewis or some of these other um, kids. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'd wager to say, because there's um, a website where they actually talk about all of Michael Jackson's um, alleged victims. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are just regular people. Mm. So, I don't know if they were able to leverage it in a way that, you know,
0: other people, mm. you know, I don't
1: even know if anyone was able to ledger, le- people leverage it. That,
0: that weren't people that weren't in this documentary. Right. Sort of, right yeah, you know, right,
1: exactly. Right. So, it's an interesting thing to think about. When you first said it, I was like, well, I think people constantly do that. It's just that it's almost like the lottery. It's just like one out of, you know, a million ah, people that are able to boom. And Kim Kardashian, good point. who seems like she did, also had, you know, roots a little bit deeper than that. So, okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. So the thing that I uh, thought of—it's not that I—I don't—I I probably shouldn't say I disagreed with what you said, Seth, because I—I think all of that stuff is right. Mm-hmm. I think that it runs deeper than that, though. Mm-hmm. And the the example that I would give is Plato's Symposium, mm-hmm. when everyone is sort of sitting around and and talking about you know what the good is and love, et cetera. There's a play in the Greek um, on one of the <clears throat> one of the characters in the symposium, Agathon, so Agathos, right, which is the good, uh, and Agathon, the character, is presented as this stunningly beautiful youth that all of the old philosophers want him to sit next to them on the couch, mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. but of course, Agathon only has eyes for Socrates mm-hmm. and the end result of the symposium is that love is the attempt to possess the highest form of the good. Okay. And the the good being Agathos mm-hmm. and being the beautiful youth, mm-hmm. Agathon. Mm-hmm. So basically, the highest good is to possess the beautiful young man mm. and the kind of that sort of physicality of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course, Agathon is is... Ready and willing to indulge in this proximity because mm-hmm. of because of Socrates' wisdom and his 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 genius. But this sounds very um,
2: libidinal, by the way. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. I, I I think there are a couple of very base things at mm-hmm, the bottom mm-hmm. of of these desires. Mm-hmm. Um, one is that are we sure as 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 difficult and as damaging as these associations are and as as repulsed as I am by um, Michael Jackson's affinity for uh, young, it seems boys. I, I didn't I don't know if there are any allegations of abuse around little girls, but I
1: haven't seen it. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah um, is is that proximity to genius and brilliance and the desire to be near it, Uh, is really, really old. Mm. And we have thought and felt that it was worth it for a really long time. Mm -hmm. I mean, what what would you be willing to do to sit at the foot of Socrates? Mm. You know, what would you be willing to do to hear a sermon from Jesus straight from his mouth? Mm. What would you be willing to do To live near the Buddha like that. And for us. Right. We we are a material. Our spirituality has become materialized in the United States. Right. I mean, there's criticism to be had around that. But the way that we experience transcendence is through material culture. Mm-hmm. and 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 all of the material all of the trappings of material culture mm. and so what I mm. think these people are after is and what I think they experience and what I think Kim Kardashian taps into is transcendence I- which mm-hmm. is which is which is not to be a dying rotting monkey wow and and
2: yeah. and, and,
0: and and to be something other than what we are wow and mm. and I think that that is is that is what the economic critique always fails to grapple with Mm. even though i think it's true and of course all of these there are all these great trappings that come along with economics right or 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 being a a man or woman of means Mm -hmm. but really what what grabs us is is that is that we want to be something other than what we are Uh, I would love to push back on that, but I am thinking about the picture of Dorian Gray. (laughs) And I'm thinking
1: about this poem. I just found the um, the quote. So there's this older guy talking to Dorian Gray about, you know, Dorian's like, yeah, I just want people to love me for me or whatever. It's early on Mm -hmm. in the book. And he goes, Mm -hmm. beauty is a form of genius. It is higher indeed than genius, as it needs Mm -hmm. no explanation. Mm -hmm. It is one of the great facts of the world, like sunlight or springtime or the reflection in the dark waters of that silver shell we call the moon. It cannot be questioned. It has divine right of sovereignty. It makes princes of those who have it. And that proximity to power, I'll extend it to power, I think really is something else. You don't question it. You just want to be a part of it. Mm. But that base desire thing, I think is really necessary. And I do think that, I think you're completely correct, Travis, about when people, oh, she's just, you know, She's just, was it facet, not facet, she was just surface and she's just wants things. Mm -hmm. It's what those things do. It's what they represent, Mm -hmm. you know, in the imagination. And yeah, transcendence in this country, more often than not, is connected to material goods and the acquisition thereof. So
2: So. this makes a lot of sense to me, uh, particularly in light of my frustration Even, I'm not sure what the word is. I'm thinking of the state of being appalled kind of constantly by the people who sucked up to Donald (laughs) Trump uh, upon his election. I remember particularly being disgusted with Steve Harvey running over to the Trump Hotel to kiss the ring, so to speak, Mm-hmm. Um, and people were saying, people were writing things like, well, you know, he wants to miss America pageant, whatever, whatever. That makes sense to me, though. To, the people would want to be in that proximity, right? Would want to be within that hallowed circle so that they can gain those things that will set them apart from all the rest of teeming, seething humanity. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. that that yeah. no, it's really. I mean, they're they're at the door, which I I mean, I really think that this connects to uh, or makes sense of a lot of our sort of cultural machinations. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and and yeah. I, in fact, I'm reminded of a conversation that I had when I was actually arguing on the sort of opposite side of what I said. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, on the opposite side of where I started out today. I was having a conversation with um, a, a woman who's a collector at a Chelsea gallery. Um, mm-hmm. I happen to know, uh, I happen to have a couple of friends uh, who are artists and one, uh, one in particular is someone who shows on both coasts. And I think she has a gallery in Europe as well. Anyway, I won't say the name of the gallery cause it might just get kind of messy, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was at an opening and she introduced me to one of her collectors. Of course, um, middle-aged white woman, comes from a family of money. I don't. I have no idea how, how they made their money, but whatever. And mm-hmm. I remember saying something. I just read something about Kim Kardashian. I remember saying to her something like, yeah, I actually kind of have respect for her now. And I'm not sure how we got on this, comp- this topic, but I said I do actually mm-hmm. have some respect for her because she's leveraged whatever tools she had at her disposal to get mm-hmm. to some place in her life where she did feel mm-hmm. like she mm-hmm. had some... Mm-hmm cachet where she had mm-hmm. some more agency than she would have otherwise and this woman mm-hmm. just dismissed it she's like oh yeah well something this is something like yeah well you know the kardashians ugh, you know not you know mm-hmm. uh, not quite all sort dear kind of thing and i and i and i remember not having an answer for her and was regretting that being kind of resentful that she was so you mm-hmm. know sort of in a sort of privileged white way could just dismiss The concerns Mm of of what are what uh, dismissed concerns that are likely held by every other person on the planet who does not have the kind of resources she has, Mm -hmm. Um, right? So I that makes a lot of sense to me.
0: Yeah, I you know I I do you know I I I usually am I try and be careful uh, with. That, oh, you know, there's a. I think it's there's a. What's the name of a catastrophe theory or something like that, which is basically mm. the idea that that ba- all of the things that human beings do are about denying, you know, an effort to deny their own mortality. Right. <laughs> I don't think that's true, right? I mean, I think we have things like innate curiosity and, you know, desires around tastes and pleasures and physical pleasures and stuff like that. So I, you know, I don't, I don't think, I don't think it can all be boiled down to that. But when you have that kind of potency Mm -hmm. and, and, and that when you can be sort of the center of gravity to that degree, Mm -hmm, mm uh, I, I think you, I think the only move to make at that point is, is an existential one. Like what, what motivates and provokes and animates us. In deep ways. Now, not necessarily every single person, right? I mean, I just like there. Do you guys see that article with the woman with uh, that, like, doesn't experience anxiety or pain or something oh, like yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, Scotty- <laughs> <at it. laughs> this Scottish woman, it looks like maybe there's some kind of genetic relationship between. Physical pain and anxiety—you um, know, actual worry—that um, mm-hmm. uh, they're, you know, trying to unpuzzle or whatever. So, you know, I, I yeah, you know, sh- shapes and sizes. There are a myriad of them, um, but you know, when when you want to be that to bring it back to Michael Jackson, when you see the video of the kind of hysteria mm-hmm. that has taken a hold of people in his mm-hmm. proximity mm-hmm. and. The desire of the people to be near that, mm-hmm. um, in some ways, I. It's not that I don't think you know. I mean, we talked about the parents, and it's not that I don't think that the parents were had uh, were derelict in their duties. I do believe that, but I think that our history has oftentimes be dr- has been driven by our enthusiasm for things that break familial bonds. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, Michael Jackson embodied that. and and what these people got out of that proximity was a kind of transcendence, right? I mm-hmm. mean, that that's, that's yeah. what they were, that's what they were participating in. Mm-hmm. And you think about it. So I just pulled up Michael
1: Jackson's touring since bad, right? Cause he really mm-hmm. didn't tour for thriller. he, toured with the Jacksons for their victory tour in 84. Mm -hmm. Um, So Ah, the bad tour was from 87 to 89. And, you know, there are a number of concert videos where people are, you know, they're just showing people pass out and being carried out. Mm -hmm. What is that? (laughs) (laughs) And early on, my question for both of you was wondering whether or not a Michael Jackson fan of that caliber of that, that emotional, um, that emotion that filled with that emotion, what are they responding to? Like, yeah, at Schaumburg, for example, when I worked at the Schaumburg Center for Research in Black Culture, you know there were a number of people running through. Right, one day Oprah came through and she walked past me. One, she was shorter than I thought she was, and uh-huh. I just remember going, Oprah just walked past me, and something, something in me perked up. Now I have all kinds of critique of Oprah and her show, but uh-huh. seeing her, seeing the back of her head because she didn't stop was something else. I was just like, wow, well, that's really interesting. You know, it was something in me uh-huh. that kind of went, oh, okay. But I was curious about what animates people to make them want to pass out. You know, there's the, there are the crowds, there's the music, there's Michael Jackson, there's proximity to Michael Jackson, there's what Michael Jackson babies are still coming out today, going, I love Michael Jackson. I don't understand it, mm. and I do. I want to know what it is. I was. I think that's one of the next things I'll start. You know, to go down a rabbit hole with is how people would describe Michael. There are people who want to sue. What is it? They want to sue HBO and. <laughs> Uh, about the documentary, but my brain is going, but what is that base need like I get ex- I've never been to a prince concert, but I was excited by Prince, but I've never passed out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well well i think I
2: think you raise a very fascinating question, which is given the way you you just phrased it, stephen, you said that there was something in you that mm-hmm. responded to a pro yeah. passing by right I was trying to find and, something and,
1: appropriate, yeah.
2: Right, but I'm not even I'm not convinced that it is in you. I think that there's something in the air. There's like an electricity. Ah, that it's is like a maybe. Okay,
1: okay, and oh, maybe
2: I mean mm. ma- well. It's a it's a bad metaphor, so I'd appreciate the help with it. It's like, or maybe mm. unwieldy is the word I'm looking for. Un- meta- unwieldy metaphor. Maybe it's electricity that is generated by them or generated by their sort of position in the world, so that you as a receptor
1: may not be that sensitive to the power have, their, My brain might not be attenuated to that kind of excitement. Might,
2: might not be attuned to that kind of excitement, exactly. And then other people might be far more, right? Like mm-hmm. other people might be, because I've felt that in myself, like having people, mm-hmm. you know, when I went, worked in the Beverly Center, when I worked in Beverly Hills, um, now in my position as a, as a, as a, as an editor at Hyperallergic, I've been around enough of those people and I've noticed in myself how the, the, my sensitivity to their, mm-hmm. let's just call mm-hmm. it power. Um, I don't really have a better word. Their, okay. My sensitivity to their power has waned over the years. But I remember the first time being around people like um, even one of the Wayans brothers was shopping. I remember mm-hmm. being just sort of like tongue tied, like I don't know
1: how to process this. I don't know right. To what are you saying to somebody that you've movie. seen on television or in movies or on stage? Yeah, right. Do you do? Like, I don't. They're, you and don't, they're just people. Once you start to talk, you get a right. real person. <laughs>
2: you know that is that is exactly right. I don't know. I mean, there, but there, there may not be some, there is, so this is what I can, I'm getting at, I suppose, is there is a combination of something in you and something in them, or something that trails after them, something that surrounds them, which has something to mm. do with, with a kind of, I don't know if I want to call it transcendence, but a kind of, they occupy another echelon of human mm. capability, right? They are somewhere else. They're not quite here. I don't look at them horizontally. I have to look up at them, right?
0: Yeah, mm. yeah it's mm. a good analogy. You know the mm. to to take it back mm. to my original question. Off of that, um, so gods require sacrifices. Right? Oh. Uh, this is oh. this is oh, what, this is what's this is what's, re- this is what's required to <sighs> be in the presence of the god
2: that's cool um, and
0: so and so maybe we don't you know we don't call them gods in our parlance anymore but i don't know what else to call someone to connect us to our past that causes mm-hmm. thousands of people to pass out like steven said right. like i just right. like what huh Right. <laughs> I yeah. Like I don't, and I, I mean, I, I honestly, I think on Sunday I'm going to just, I'm going to do a little digging and find out like what research has been done around this because right. it is of like, a, you know, I really, I work hard to find empathy for most people in most situations. Mm. Um, and I, I don't have any finger holds on that one. Like I mm. have never been that excited by anything. To like even come near wanting to pass out. So, but that effect, yeah. I, that effect I would say is basically, you know, again, to connect it to our history, divine, right? It's kind of the, mo- the contemporary version of, of divine proximity, yeah. uh, of the mm. essence, of inspiration, you know, uh, all the rest of that. And that requires a sacrifice, that requires that, mm. that you give something up. Um, to be near it and and these mothers gave up their children to be near it and (sighs) Mm. as distasteful as that may be to many of us Most of us are probably willing to make that sacrifice. I'm not fucking with you. I'm not fucking with Uh, you,
1: Travis. I'm not fucking with you.
0: That is that is some serious shit
2: to think about. Yeah, it is. Um, I I know. Mm -hmm. No, 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 I yeah, yeah, (laughs) you're right to say that, uh, Stephen. uh, I I'm not. I mean, I think that and think that around the table, around this small round virtual roundtable, we have. None of you guys are. And I think that when I was younger, I was more sort of starstruck. But I never yeah. felt like I wanted to give up. I don't think I ever did. I never felt like I wanted to give up my agency or give up myself mm. to mm-hmm, prostrate mm. myself in front of someone mm. else like that. It just right. – there wasn't – there was never enough give back for me. Like, I, what would mm. I get? Like, I always felt like, okay, so I'm nervous when I was younger, I was felt okay. So I'm nervous in 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 talking with this know, huge Hollywood actor. Um, mm-hmm. Sam Neill came through, and I spoke to him, and I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. I'm nervous about this. That's, that's that's fucked up. I I hate being nervous." Um, mm-hmm. Right. And the more I do it, the more I lost it. Uh, the more I, I dealt with people like that, the more I, you know, it, I, I got over it. And now I'm like, um, I don't know who did I see the other day. Oh, yeah, I saw Chelsea Clinton at that mm-hmm. the reception she, I went from Martin, Martin, um Martin Perrier, and I and I saw her, we made eye contact, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> like, I don't need to follow <laughs> up, I don't need it. I don't need to get any closer <laughs> to her i'm re, I'm good over mm-hmm. here. um, I think it is it will be a useful question for us to all look into to maybe pick up the next time and talk about what it is, what is that capacity in the human to want to just sort of prostrate itself before the divine.
1: Yeah. Wow. I have another question. I want to Mm. pursue that question. And another question was Mm. for the both of you and our listeners, because what you've done, Travis, is to sort of reveal some really ugly, but Mm -hmm. really important things to think about. And, And then I went, of course. Of course, Mm -hmm. there are sacrifices. Mm -hmm. Of course, people Mm -hmm. are willing to do that prostration. Of course. Mm -hmm. Of course, because this is how, this is what we're doing. But so, are we aware of it? Mm -hmm. Are we okay with it? Like, obviously, consciously, unconsciously, Mm -hmm. like, what's... What's in that space? Because I want to go to a concert. I want to hear music on a dance, what have you. Oh, and then Pagla Bell walks past me. That's cute. Oh, that's great. That pass out? Mm. No. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. yeah, so I'm just curious about whether or not people are really know what it takes to be around people who they love or admire in some way. And have that sort of what, whatever they represent in their head. Because people go to the balls. Beyonce, they go to the they you know they go to the mat for people, and I go
2: look look what happened around R Kelly, and R Kelly's like mm-hmm. a demigod in comparison and what's still to, to happening Beyonce. with R Kelly exactly, yeah. right. you know, he's like a lesser you. god, like he's like, <laughs> and people still like sacrifice their children to him, right? Essentially, oh yeah. still,
1: yeah, absolutely, still, yeah, mm-hmm. so. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh.
0: All right, my friends, so we will call that a wrap, Mm -hmm. and we'll pick up uh, with the conversation next week. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thanks very much. Thanks. Take care.